Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 12 of the Polarizer podcast. It's the last episode of the year. It's going to be Christmas soon, so Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year in advance. Those are always the good days. See the family again, hang out with friends, reflect on the year. 2017 has been an interesting one for me, and this podcast uh, has been a big part of it. So, um, again, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing, and thank you for telling your friends about it. Uh, it's really, uh, really cool to see how this thing has grown over the last couple of months. It's uh, really awesome. So, again, thank you all for listening. I really couldn't do it without you. And in this episode, I'll be talking to Kai. He's the little brother of a very good friend of mine, and I've known him for many years. He's uh, He's got a nickname, uh, the Terminator, in our friends group, because the guy's uh, a fucking monster. And he's um, he's been in the Marines for many years, and he'll be talking about uh, what life is like doing that job and going on survival training in very harsh conditions like jungles and... Oops, that was my phone. I'm sorry about that. Um, rough survival trainings in um, in uh, harsh winter conditions and jungle conditions and uh, a very, very interesting talk about uh, life in the Dutch military. So if you're interested in, in that kind of stuff, you'll, uh, you'll really like this episode. All right, guys, sit back, relax, and enjoy the last show of the year. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Recorded someplace random on this interesting planet we live on with your host, Nick Hubei. You're listening to the Polarizer Podcast. Ready? Yes, sir. All right. Well, and we're live. Thank you. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Dick. And your, uh, your, your career is quite interesting, I think. Uh, tell me where you start. Well, I started in um, 2009 when I saw the, the, the bald-headed guys running uh, uh, at the, the park uh, near the Van Gent uh, Marine uh, base. And when I saw them there, then I thought, okay, that's what I want to do at that point in my life. So I, I did it, uh, got my head shaved. Sh- shaven that's how I say it right yeah yeah that's, that's, <laughs> I think I've shit. shit that's the ashtray yeah that's <laughs> and uh, so I started there um, so in the marines as a as a marine it was a very uh, turbulent time I must say right how um, old were you back then 19 okay just 19 uh, when I started pretty damn young mm. but uh <laughs> Yeah, it was young, but it was it was complete crazy world um, with 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 guys I you know who've been to um, Iraq, Afghanistan, and um, places like uh, Somalia, and uh, you know that kind of thing. Those were but the drill sergeants um, who took over your life. So, right. so that was it. Yeah, you were in the gates, and the the barbed wire was uh, directed. Inside instead of outside, so right. So then you get the the picture. Then you feel like, damn, okay, that's uh, that's how it is right here. Were there a lot of people who uh, quit? Yeah, yeah. Um, we started of uh, the whole uh, the whole crew was uh, one hundred and twenty, I think, mm. and we ended with forty, forty five something. Okay. There you go. 
Yeah, so that's that's the that's a common um, a percentage. A third. Huh. Yeah, a third, about a third. Huh. And for all kinds of reasons, um, some guys just don't like the the world and the the, the discipline, and uh, but some guys just don't like to be away that often and have girlfriend to right. doesn't like it so much, you know. Sure. All kinds of reasons, and some can take it physically and um, you know mentally. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's pretty pretty intense. Like every day is just working out, and you know. Yeah. Like, what does an average day look like if, if there's such a thing called an average day yeah. over there? Yeah. Okay. Well, an average day would be like um, you get woken up uh, by the drill sergeant. Four uh, in the morning or something. Or? Yeah. It can be. A, um, most of the time it's just early in the morning. They sometimes do it at night also just to make you a little bit messed up in the head. Um, <laughs> But um, yeah, then um, some physical training most of the time, and then you 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 know you follow a course, so you have to they teach you all kind of things you must learn as a basic marine, of course. Right. In about um, eight months uh, or nine, something like that, and um, you know it's a lot of shooting, a lot of uh, going into the um, um, in in the woods and uh, do all kinds of just basic basic um, basic training, basic training, yeah. Right. But it's. It's more like an you have to fit in. You fit in the world, so your 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 view on on the, the military life and that kind of thing has to change. Of course, right. uh, they want to. Um, you know, it's like a like a cult, maybe. <laughs> you know, it's you like can, a different kind of world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they yeah. always keep telling you, yeah, you're the best, and we're the best, and the Marines, and you know that that kind of thing. So you you have to be. Right. You have to um, stay yeah. close to yourself also. Okay. And that's what I also, that's what I did. Um, I stayed close to myself. I never let it become uh, too much of my identity. Yeah, you didn't really change that much as a person. I mean, you, you no. became twice as big, but, uh, <laughs> no. but you know, you're still, uh, I've known you for many years. I mm -hmm. mean, you're, you're still the same kind of guy, you know. <laughs> yeah, I like to think so, yeah. 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 Um, you see other guys who just completely change their personality? Or? Yeah. Well, it's very easy uh, when you start um, such such a thing when, that you get caught up in it and it becomes too much of your identity. Mm. And then you lose a little bit of yourself. Um, and for some people that's fine, but for uh, for others like myself, it wasn't fine and right. I didn't want it. So I remember you were uh, struggling with that for a little bit. You were like, well, yeah. you know, like it feels good and yeah. I believe in it, but yeah. I don't know, you know, like yeah. I, I remember you were, you know, talking about that. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. It was very important for me to stay my to stay true to myself, and mm -hmm. my you know my social life was very important to me. It still is, right? Um, so, so you know, you have to make sacrifices and if you if you want to grow um, and you go, you want to go on top in the world in that kind of world, then you have to make sacrifices. I think that's true for every every job. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. yeah, of course. But but in this job it includes uh being away a lot of time right you know so yeah, you've been a, been abroad quite a bit yeah in the in the years um the, the first four years i must say um, in total you're away uh, like six months out of out of the the 12 okay. pro probably um but uh when i got there um you know the the, the war in afghanistan was um coming to an end if you look at it at um, uh, at the level of massive infantry uh, operations um, and I was still uh, training with my my company uh, here in Holland uh, to uh, become ready to get deployed um, but then uh, the, the politics decided that uh, they, they, they shouldn't send big uh, infantry forces again 
so that didn't happen. Were you happy or sad about that? Um, um, you know, when you, we were working at it for three years with the, with the same crew. Mm -hmm. So you expect to go. Right. So, so you, it was a bit uh, disappointing at some level. Right. I must say. Yeah. We're just getting ready to kick some ass and then, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. And of course yeah, war is still war and nobody, yeah, it's never a fun thing, right? No, and, <laughs> yeah. but no, but the thing they have there and which is very good is that, um, the, you know, the, the brotherhood is really strong. Right. Um, so what they did there, for example, what I think was very, very strong is that every week on Friday, they put every Marine who was working there and who was available, uh, in a massive hall, like a, like a, some kind of a hangar. And then, uh, some kind of, uh, yeah, it was a Colonel or whatever the, the main guy at, the, uh, on top of the food chain there. Um, he did a briefing of what happened in oh. Afghanistan that week. Okay. So you were still aware of what was going on. Mm. Yeah. Very. Yeah. And it was very strong because the guys, uh, were very involved hmm. with their colleagues and um so you saw exactly what kind of um uh, fights uh, went on that week or explosions and whatnot what they did also good things uh, building up uh, you know securing a village somewhere and um uh, what they did is they you know they uh, looked for for the, the weapon uh, caches and uh, right, right. Uh, that kind of thing so you you got you heard all of the all of that um, the, the situations that happened there so that was very very strong okay. i must say yeah 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 that was an interesting time for sure yeah a lot of training in uh, in scotland and uh, norway that kind of thing yeah that's one thing i wanted to talk to you about specifically yeah. because okay. you i heard some stories uh, through the grapevine <laughs> yeah <laughs> through your brother uh, about yeah. you going to norway and also to south america yeah let's uh, yeah. let's start in the cold countries in uh, a cold country yeah some and you know, something involving a little uh, bunny or whatever yeah that uh, yeah, yeah just yeah, just yeah. started the started the, and this is still still a part of the the basic training or is this uh, specialized something that yeah. uh, um, no, that's the basic training is done at that point. Okay. So you become you you are put in a, in a company. In, in my my situation, it was an infantry company. It was uh, specialized at that moment in mountain and Arctic uh, warfare. They said, what kind of rank do you have? Once you uh, a marine first class is the rank. Okay, so you're not an NCO. So you're not an, a corporal or a sergeant. Um, you have to do. An additional um, training for that, okay. Um, which uh, will come later. To I had the opportunity to do it, but I want to make sure. some different uh, choices. Um, but yes, Norway was, um, yeah. But, but you know, the first time you you go into in, in like a crazy uh, scenery with no people, um, you know, five weeks uh, just with the guys. Um, you know, walking the mountains and navigating and uh, it's just completely covered in snow and ice and everything or? yeah 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 <laughs> the first time was mountain training so purely um, um focused on uh mountain warfare so not particularly with uh with skiing or whatever so okay that that was later we did that uh, another time <laughs> Um, but you know, it's very nice. You have the, the mountain leaders so the guys who were specialized in, uh, in mountain and Arctic warfare and they, they organize that kind of uh, training. Um, you know, the real experienced guys, they, for example, when, um, uh, politics decide to set up a camp in uh, Afghanistan or wherever, um, they, uh, ask that kind of guys to go ahead and look for the best, uh, places to set it up. 
Right. You know, okay. That, that so they're kind of like the scouts, I guess. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. 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 And they're trained in, in to lead a uh, platoon or a company in um, that kind of environment. Okay. So, but it's a lot of training and it's a lot of, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's never, never, never a good night's sleep or never, <laughs> never a good meal, you know? What, what does a day look like? Um, over there, a day is, um, yeah, it's always packed with, with a lot of, um, um marching uh, navigating, you know, also shooting. They have a lot of shooting ranges, uh, there, um, a lot of survival uh, techniques they want to, they want to teach you because yeah, of course you're with a lot of guys with, with your own gear and that's it. Mm-hmm. So logistically it's, uh, always an, a challenge. So you have to take care of yourself for, uh, quite a long time. They, they train you for that. Uh, but it's very nice and you you know you really grow um together with the guy so the bonding is um is is real strong right um so that's all advantages you get um to do that kind of training in in a couple of years and then uh, you know with with a company like that uh, you know all the guys pretty well um if you go to an to an conflict or to an to, to a war in for example Afghanistan or whatever then uh, you know, the advantage you have is that you know each other very well of course so right. you're, you're trained well uh, with each other so that's uh, very nice but you know particularly yeah the random day there is is, is a lot of um, um yeah yeah they try to make it as as, as difficult and uh, as as physically hard and um in the end of course also mentally hard because it's physically hard uh, as possible mm-hmm. uh, they try to break you a little bit and to let you know okay that's what that's like Right. So when you go do it for the for the real deal, then it can only be easy. You got to be ready for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the goal, of course. Right. Uh, but that was uh, that was really nice. It was the first time Norway. Uh, the second time was um, really uh, like Arctic training. So that was in winter. So okay. it was completely dark. Also, uh, <laughs> shit. For, yeah, it was seven weeks of darkness. Did you, did you have night vision or? Yeah, yeah, we had uh, night vision. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's gonna be kind of. I don't know. Doesn't that kind of just drives you crazy? You're just looking through night vision all day, and it's just dark all the time. And yeah, I, I can imagine it would it would just start fuck start to fuck with your head a little bit after yeah. a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was um, especially in in beginning of um, of the end of January. I think we were there. It's and, the middle of the winter. Yeah, until mid March. Something like that. <laughs> so especially January and, and February, that was uh, you know, complete darkness. Uh, but you, you have the stars and you have the moon. Um, and, and in daytime, it becomes like somewhat sunny, but it never really becomes sunny. It, it, right. it doesn't come over the horizon. And then in end of February, it's the beginning of March, the sun becomes to come up the horizon. And then, you know. <laughs> you get half a sunrise. And yeah. Then <laughs> yeah. And eventually you have, uh, of course, in the summer, complete sun. Right. Com- complete daytime all day. All day, uh, yeah. For a couple of months. So. But that was really nice. Then I'm so I, glad we don't have to deal with that. Yeah, shit. That's, mean, that's good. Jesus. Jesus. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, <coughs> yeah, um, a lot of skiing there, a lot of surviving, uh, cook your own uh, food. So um, yeah, of course, also uh, the occasional um, rabbit or chicken or whatever. Is it true? I, I heard a story about uh, that you had to take a rabbit with you and take care yeah. of it. Um, yeah, we did, but that was not there. That was in, um, uh, let me think, where was it? It was in Holland. Okay. Uh, over there we did, um, we did a lot of chickens. Chickens. Yeah. Chickens. Oh, but the story went like, <laughs> like your, your, your mission is to keep this bunny alive. And it's basically the only thing that you're, that you have to 
care for and shit. Yeah. And that's, you have to carry it and be careful with it the entire week. And then by the end of the day, it's like, all right, now you just cut its head off and eat it, you know, like just, <laughs> yeah. just to, you know, toughen you up mentally. Yeah. It? We, it wasn't a week that we had to do it, but it was uh, like a day, a day and a half maybe that we carried it around and then uh, it was done for, uh, for the little creature, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it was food eventually. So yeah. yeah, of course they try to, they try to make you aware of, um, of what kind of things you can eat uh, when you're over there. Mm. So you get a little, a little bit of survival techniques and how to make a trap and whatever. And of course you always have your, your rifles with you. So right. it should be pretty easy to, to kill something if you're a little bit smart about it. Yeah. You, yeah. I'm sure you can catch a chicken with an M16. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know, where are you gonna find a wild chicken walking around in the mountains? Right, that's true. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Man. I've never been to Norway, so yeah, maybe yeah. there's some mountain chickens. Yeah, <laughs> maybe <laughs> they evolved <laughs> like a deer chicken mix. <laughs> man, yeah, well, but who knows, man? Like if you look at what what walks around in Australia, man, there's yeah. some weird animals on this planet. Yeah, yeah well, I can imagine. Yeah, <laughs> in Australia, especially, right? Oh, dude, yeah, yeah kangaroos man we were talking about it earlier they they look like yeah. mutated rabbits and <laughs> and they they got all the characteristics of a rabbit but they're just these big creatures who are just you know it's so weird yeah and they can box right <laughs> oh yeah they can they can they can kill you they will fuck you up really yeah you got you got like two different ones the gray ones and the red ones mm mm-hmm. And the red ones, those are like the huge, huge fuckers. Yeah, they yeah. were like in the middle of the outback. And uh, the gray ones, they're, they're also pretty big. I mean, if they stand up, they're, they're taller than the average person. But, Damn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. <laughs> but they're mostly a danger because um, they yeah. they hop across the road. And when you're, when you're hitting uh, something that weighs like 100 kilos, like 180 pounds, yeah. that that can kill you, you know? yeah yeah of course yeah so uh, all, all the cars and trucks there have these huge bumpers on them they call uh-huh. them rue bars rue bars <laughs> yes. yes instead of bull bars rue Shit. bars <laughs> and uh yeah did, did you see that clip of the guy who um he was somewhere it was in australia and there's this kangaroo who <laughs> who holds his dog in in the headlock and he runs up to him and he punches the kangaroo in the face oh yeah yeah i saw it yeah <laughs> I'll be, I'll be sure to put it in the Shit. show notes. Yeah. Like I, I just got to think of it. Like, some funny yeah, shit. Like a, a sucker punch, right? No, you, like he, you, gave he, the, you gave the kangaroo a punch, right? Yeah, like yeah. he squared up and like yeah. they were they were getting in, in the boxing stance. Uh-huh. He was like, boom, yeah. just threw a hook and just, <laughs> and the kangaroo looks around and it's like, what, 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 did, the, what did just happen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they have these massive hind legs, right? With with the, oh, with dude, the claws on what it. What they do, they if if that guy, if you look through the comments of that video, people say, "Oh wow, that guy got balls." Because if those, yeah. if a kangaroo gets pissed, he stands on his tail, which is just one big huge muscle too, and then he kicks you, and he has this big nail on his on his foot, and he can uh-huh. just fucking uh, uh, put your intestines out. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and they're strong, man. They're uh-huh. they're they're not to be fucked with. No. <laughs> 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 not to be fucked with yeah, yeah. yeah. that's nice yeah and the uh, the big red ones especially they're huge red ones yeah yeah the big reds oh. yeah they're uh yeah they're they're very imposing and i never experienced this personally but i talked to this dude who spent some time in the outback and mm-hmm. so it's like when there's like in the distance you would feel the ground start shaking and you see this big 
cloud of dust yeah. and then there's just a couple hundred kangaroos just uh, hopping by yeah and uh, you just gotta make sure you're under a car or something or or inside a building somewhere because you know they'll just trample you <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. yeah and there's a lot of them there too there's um they're a plague like they don't really have natural enemies so yeah. and they're extremely effective Yeah, there are no big predators left, right, in Australia? No, not really, no. But there was like a, a tiger or a, some kind of a lion lived there once upon a time, right? I'm not sure if that's still... Saber, still saber-toothed tiger a couple of thousand years ago, I think. That's I think, what I said earlier. I read it in, a, in, in, in the Sapiens book, I think. Yeah, but not today anymore. No, though. not today, of course. Yeah. I mean, you got crocodiles, you got you got spiders, you yeah. got uh, sharks and, and uh, snakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's no real, like, big predators. Land, no like, land predators. No, no, no tigers or something. Yeah. So what? <laughs> so what they do? Like they 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 just cannot shoot them fast enough because they yeah. just they breed so fast. Yeah. Like just this farmer dude uh, breed like rabbits. Yeah, literally. Yeah. And, and they're they're um, they're extremely effective too. Like apparently, if if a if a kangaroo is is pregnant yeah. and there's not enough food or water, the the mother can just put the pregnancy on pause. And really? then, yeah, and then so that she can survive, and you know everything's fine. And then there's water and food again, and then just press play again Shit. a couple of weeks later. <laughs> Serious? Yeah, yeah, they're so, extremely so effective. Damn, it's, so uh, they go in survival mode, fight yeah. mode. Yeah, damn, crazy. Yeah, but they, uh, yeah, this this guy, this farmer, he, uh, I was talking to this dude in, uh, it was in Noosa, in the east coast, just in a bar. He just bought a condo there and that's why he was in town and mm. just uh, started talking drinking some beer talking some shit <laughs> he was telling me that some uh, at some nights they, they just shoot like 200 kangaroos in one night God damn. and sometimes they even uh, shoot them from helicopters <laughs> and, <laughs> shit. and then really? the next day they, they look at the field and it's just covered with corp- corpses so they take a, like a machine gun out of the helicopter and well, uh, I don't think that's allowed anymore in okay. Australia but, like but they, they just a hunting shoot, rifle yeah. yeah they just shoot a lot of them and, and then two days later it's filled with new ones I mean they just cannot yeah. shoot them fast enough and they, yeah. they just destroy all the fences and the crops and yeah so do they eat uh, kangaroos over there yeah you can buy kangaroo meat yeah yeah is the, it is it a common uh, dish or uh, um, is it not really appreciated that much well they they kind of they, they mostly use they mostly make dog food out of them or cat, oh, really? cat food yeah they, oh, they it's kind of looked down upon in a way ah yeah yeah but it's uh, it's red meat it's like some kind of roadkill uh, kind of yeah. yeah. I, I don't they, they just don't they yeah. just don't really care for it i guess yeah. it, uh-huh. it's but it's red meat it, it has kind of um like a gamey kind of taste you know mm. it's tastes like wild wild animal okay and uh it's very lean very high in protein so it's, it's oh, really yeah. really good meat actually oh, yeah. but um a little bit like beef maybe kind of but it's um it's the kind of meat you can make a stew out of you know oh, yeah. and you i've i've made hamburgers out of it mm-hmm. but i don't know it's just a little bit too chewy for that if that oh, makes yeah. sense but mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. tastes good i like it okay yeah It's, you should try it, man. <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah. If I ever get the chance, I will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's too too damn far away. That's uh, that's it. Yeah. Well, like, like a trip that you made is perfect, but for a holiday or whatever, I'm probably going to choose uh, another location. Well, maybe you can do it through your job, you know, do some desert training or something. 
Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, most, yeah. But most of the country is one big desert. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know they have desert uh, training, but it's uh, most of the time in the states, actually. Okay, in yeah. Texas and, and Nevada or yeah, California? Nevada, Nevada, mm-hmm. California, and because uh, you went there too, I remember. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. 2013 was. Uh, you uh, drove tanks there and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, well, a lot of uh, Humvees and some trucks, and uh, but it was really, really good. It was it was a nice uh, time, also. Is that like time of? Uh, is that a part of your basic training too, or is that like no. a more specialized kind of? Yeah, well, um, because what, what what did you do after you completed basic training? Did you chose yeah. like some kind of? You have to choose a direction you want to go into, right? Now, yeah, you you become the placed or stationed in in a company. Mm-hmm. So I'm, in my situation, it was an infantry company who was specialized in Arctic uh, and, and mountain uh, warfare. So that was the thing for, for them. So that's why I had to go to uh, Norway and uh, Norway again and uh, Scotland for in total uh, six months, uh, something like that. Okay. Um, Scotland was also really beautiful, but the, the crappiest weather I've ever witnessed <laughs> in my life it was crazy. It was seven weeks of pure rain, wind, and cloudy. <laughs> Always uh, gray and, and, and clouded, but really beautiful. beautiful. It was a fantastic country. Mm. Um, but the training is, is pretty uh, pretty tough uh, because of the circumstances there. Right. Uh, so, and yeah. Do you train with local uh, Marines there? or? Uh? Um, we trained with uh, the Royal Marine from uh, England. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And we do that a lot, uh, actually. They have the uh, this so-called UKNL um, um, uh, alliance, uh, in which they use a lot for training and that kind of thing. Hmm. So, so also in in um, in places like Afghanistan, they uh, they work together because the the doctrines they use, the procedures, are uh, pretty similar. Okay. Uh, so we looked uh, a lot uh, in the garden, uh, in the kitchen of the, the British mm-hmm. for our uh, military tactics, because the British, of course, were always everywhere and we followed along. And those guys are just really, really tough too, right? Yeah. Yeah. The Brits are uh, really professional. Um, yeah. I consider them, I consider them um, way, way more professional than the Americans, for example. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I must say. In, in what way? Americans can do a hell of a lot because they have so many uh, people and resources mm-hmm. and they have the finest material and the finest technology and um, um, the, uh, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, huge uh, Navy, huge Air Force, huge Army, everything. Um, but if you look at the individual Marine for in this, in this, for this example... Mm-hmm. Then you see that the Brits are are way more um, um, how do you call it um, self sufficient. You know the guys. They, the, every guy can can think as um, a couple of ranks above him. You know what I mean? Okay. So they are trained to when when the sergeant uh, gets shot, for example. Then you know that in the British uh, uh, the, the Royal Marines, you know that every man can can pick it up and become uh, a leader if they have to. Uh, hmm. Not every, of course, but more. It's more in the okay. training. And Americans are really, uh, really hard on the food chain. You know, if the if the, if the, the NCO or the the officer uh, gets shot, um, chances are nobody's gonna fill him up. You know what I mean? So, right. so that's what we encountered in our training with with both of them. Okay. So it was really interesting, but especially the the Brits, also because the Brits and the Dutch have the same kind of humor. Right. You know. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. 
There's a little bit of sarcasm there. Yeah, uh, a lot. Yeah. A and lot. from the Brits a lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> so it's always fun. Uh, we, yeah. we went on a, on a on a boat trip with uh, with the Royal Marines from uh, from Plymouth in uh, in England to Libya. That was the goal. Oh, shit. Um, so we got on board in Plymouth and it was seven weeks um, with a thousand British Marines and 100 Dutch Marines. Okay. And um, uh, the goal was to train together and um, uh, that was in 2011 with, with Gaddafi, the whole situation there. Oh, right. Yeah. So Libya was hot topic and they and the Brits wanted to have an, uh, an, uh, a carrier with uh, some Marines on board just off the coast. So that's what we did. And... Um, yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of. Um, yeah, we went by Spain. Your friends, Spain, uh, the, the, the Gibraltar Strait. How do you call it? Yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, through uh, Greece and um, uh, Cyprus, some training in Albania. Those are not bad places to be. No, no, <laughs> it was. A, it was sometimes hard training, but a lot of times just sunbathing on deck. Nice. Uh, working out with the, with the British and uh, and the Dutch combined, so that worked very well. So. We connect with them very well on a personal level, also. And Made some good friends, and yeah, you know, we not that I talk to them uh, years later, but for the time there, you can really uh, work together very well. You can talk together very well. You can drink a beer together. Um, but to Americans <coughs> also, but it's never, in my experience, never uh, that personal. Um, they hmm. tend they tended to be a little bit more distant uh, from us. And okay. You know, Americans are Americans and they, uh, you know, it's, it's stars and stripes, of course, and, uh, <laughs> you know, America first. And I understand, but the British were a little bit more cooperative and maybe because they're also a relatively small country, so they know they have to work together. Yeah, I guess they, they just fulfill a different kind of role in the mm -hmm. in the whole thing too, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But it was very nice. The British Marines are very professional. I... I I have really um, uh, a really good opinion about it. I cool. must say, yeah. Did you get to work with like special forces too, or? Uh, um, well, not not at that time. Like SAS or something. No, no, no. Yeah, the we Navy have seals. <laughs> no, we have our own uh, special force, of course, in the yeah. Dutch Marines. Um, but you know, I never did the training, so I was never part of it. But that guys uh, work together with them, with the Navy SEALs and with the with SAS and with uh, the German uh, special force also. The special forces world is really the special forces world. Right. Okay. Um, so if you're if you're in there, you're in there, and if you're not in there, you know, don't even think about it because um, you, you know that's not how it works. Okay. Right, but I met an Australian uh, um, ex special forces uh, guy in uh, in the states at the training there. Okay. So there were also a couple of Australian guys. Um, but they're they, kind of like the British too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they, get, they get their own brand of humor, but but they, you can definitely tell where they originally come from. More British. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's nice, but really, really good guys. Uh, yeah, I must say, yeah. very laid back. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The surfer vibe, right? Yeah. Only yeah. then in a military guy, so yeah, can't do it too much. There. Can't do it too much. No, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, but it's nice. You meet a lot of um, of, of nationalities, and that's that's really uh, that's really nice of the military, I must say. Cool. Now even more than in the Marines, I must say. Okay. Uh, because um, uh, yeah, but we'll come to that later, I think. Um, the Marines, of course, I got the opportunity to go to uh, Aruba for a year. Mm -hmm. uh, they're stationed there, and that's um, that was really it was the best year of my life. One of the Caribbean islands. Yeah, yeah, it was insane. It was 
it was, um, you know, of course, um, sometimes hard work, but a lot of laying on the beach and uh, <laughs> enjoying uh, South American women. Yeah, and, uh, and the know. sunny side of our kingdom. Yeah, the sunny side. Yeah. <laughs> one happy island, they also say, uh, on the, really? the license plates of the, of the vehicles. Really? Yeah, <laughs> one happy island. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if that's, if that's our slogan that's uh yeah thank you yeah that's our slogan that's um you know it says you know you're in a good place yeah yeah <laughs> it says enough right yeah yeah oh wow so what's uh okay so but you're working what yeah. what kind of hours do you work like is it full-time or yeah it's full-time you have a, a, a tropical uh, schedule they say but you know you just start an hour earlier than in in, in the netherlands and you you're done an hour earlier so you start at six or six thirty something mm-hmm. I think one of the two, and then you work until um, uh, three o'clock in the afternoon, and then you're done. Damn. Yeah. That, that's not too bad. It's <laughs> not too bad. So uh, if you're a little bit fast, and uh, at 3.30, you're at the beach, and you're enjoying yourself. So it's possible. But from there, we um, you also go uh, abroad um, a co- quite a couple of times. Um, for example, to the United States again, for uh, North Carolina, some... Uh, um, some um, um, military operations in urban terrain, they call it, mount uh, training. Okay. So then you have in North Carolina, they built, um, they've built a massive uh, village. Um, it's like guerrilla warfare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they hire also uh, Arabic uh, Americans um, to walk around and to be like um, sell food and uh, try to mimic a uh, real situation there. Mm. And then you go there with your platoon or whatever, and you get a mission, and um, you go, you go, go ahead and do your do your work there. But it's really nice, and they make it pretty realistic. So, right, Americans. That's what, that's what I said. The Americans have, have so m- so many resources and um, and opportunities, and of course they're everywhere. Warfare, uh, they're everywhere doing the warfare, of course. So, right. It's well, that's, that's what um, my uh, friend Dan from the New Zealand military, who I interviewed in the very first episode, mm-hmm. episode number one, if you guys want to listen to that, he um, he fought alongside uh, Americans in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. And he told told me too that, you know, like the resources they have and the computer systems they have and the surveillance stuff and the drones and the satellites and a whole bunch of stuff uh, no one knows yeah. about outside the military. He, uh, yeah, he told me he was deeply uh, impressed b- with, you know, everything they had. He was like, yeah, you know, like they're they're number one. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Was, yeah, yeah, I can imagine. So, yeah, yeah, that was crazy. But did you uh, did you get to you know see see a little of the country outside? Um, when when you're stationed somewhere, yeah. like, can you take take a vacation or something, or do you get a vacation for a week sometimes? Or no, no, in, in that kind of training, um, you don't get that kind of time. Uh, time. So I must say, this time was uh, two or three weeks, but then it's just two or three weeks uh, work, and then you have one or days, one or two days off. And then All you right. go. We went to Jacksonville or Wilmington, something like that. Uh, but Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, that's a nice place. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got the big university there. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Ah, well, I didn't. Uh, well, we were in Jacksonville, North Carolina. I, th- I don't think it's oh, the same place. Jacksonville, that's right. Fuck no. I'm. I mean, I, I'm confused with yeah, uh, I think Tallahassee, there, Florida. Jackson, okay. Well, there, there is another Jacksonville, I think, Could, yeah. somewhere at the coast. Probably Could be that is Florida. I don't know. But in North Carolina, there's nothing, nothing much to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I must say, when we were at... Um, um, it's uh, a beautiful the, state, though. I've driven through it. What, North Carolina? Yeah, the Smoky Mountains. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. 
it's but you know you drive through it and yeah. It's, yeah 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 of course pretty and nice. well i didn't see a lot of it i must say right yeah when we're in nevada i must say that was nice then we got a, a week um of uh, r&r that's how they call it in, uh, in las vegas so that was very nice oh wow so we got to see the you know we rented a car and drove to the grand canyon and uh, yeah, cool. it was, yeah it was very nice we're really impressive i must say yeah i haven't been but uh, uh just, we just went there for uh, for a day and just looked at it and uh, you know that's what you're gonna do there and then drove back cool i bet you had a good time man like if you if you yeah. just go to vegas with a bunch of marines you know all all just yeah. Just fucking jacked yeah. up. I bet you, you you had to you know hide from from all the chicks uh, <laughs> coming after you. Yeah, well, I must say it was Halloween weekend. Oh uh, fuck, that's even better. Yeah, that's 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 like the best holiday <laughs> ever. If you if you like titties, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but we we didn't even know. So we went to the to the Aria Hotel, I think, and there was like massive parties everywhere and crazy. But everybody was dressed up because it was Halloween. <laughs> we, we just we just got there, so we had no clue. Uh, with 50 guys uh, went in the, into a into a dance club the only one who weren't dressed up so that's that's not never a good plan <laughs> but uh but it was a lot of fun of course yeah yeah i bet you took over that place <laughs> yeah well there's uh, plenty of testosterone there yeah. at that time yeah but um yeah now it was really nice Funny but i must shit. say vegas was a, a lot when you go outside the strip i i Damn! When I saw all the the the, the, the homeless people and the, the bums uh, laying around in the streets, yeah, I was pretty amazed. notorious for it. Yeah. Oh man, the a difference between rich and, and and poor there is 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 crazy, right? A lot of uh, degenerate gamblers there. Um, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, and uh, you know, and it's just a big city in the middle of the desert. If you if you got yeah. the money, you can really get out of there either. And yeah, exactly. You know, you're you're stuck. Yeah, it's it's just like the whole history of that place. You know, like there's there's a lot of people buried in the desert around the city. That's yeah. one thing for sure too. But yeah, yeah, damn. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. It was, you know, the, what did they say? City of sins, right? Yeah, yeah, sin yeah. city, I, yeah. I, sin yeah. city. Yeah. I, I can imagine why. <laughs> yeah, six days was enough. I must say, in Vegas. Yeah. I was glad to get out. Also. Pretty much everyone who told me, who I talked to, who had been there, told me that. Um, well, it's great for a couple of days, but after that, you just, you know, you, you, you're done yeah. with it. Complete craziness, yeah. mayhem. <laughs> you know, really couldn't couldn't understand it. Okay. No. Did, did, did you win any money or no? None at all. <laughs> <laughs> I spent a lot. I can say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you know the state covered all the hotel costs and whatever. So uh, oh, really? we even got some kind of an allowance to to get by during the daytime. <laughs> so everybody just bought beer of it and and vodka and whatever. But you know it's yeah the, the state treats us well. I must say good times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, it was good times, yeah. I must say, but the training there was also very good. It was uh, six weeks uh, of, of shooting in the desert, in um, the heat and the sun, and everything. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the idea. Um, and, and and there they have like uh, the, the big sh- shooting ranges where where we can use every uh, type of weaponry we have, mm-hmm. and we don't have that here in Holland or Germany or whatever. So it's pretty uh, pretty good for the training. Okay. Uh, so you can use sniper rifles, and you can use uh, like the RPGs we have, the Panzerfaust, and uh, you know what, uh, all the kind of uh, 50 cals you can shoot there. Everything simultaneously on the same Place. shooting range, and so right. so you can really train um, from from platoon to company sized um, uh, drills and operations. So wow. so they they also use that uh, before the war in Iraq. 
to certify their um, American uh, infantry to, to go abroad to the war. Okay. So they always, um, I think a whole NATO does it when um, like a big group of, of guys um, goes to a conflict zone, they have to be certified to do it. And then they have like a massive training somewhere and then you get the okay hmm. from some kind of institution and say, okay, you're good to go. Okay. And that's what they did there also. That's cool. Yeah. What, what's the main rifle of the Dutch military again? Now they use the... Uh, FAL or? The Colt. Cold. FEL is, is uh, yeah, it was it, it was the one. It was a long yeah. time ago. The cold they now use. It oh. looks like an M4 from the from the US. What kind of what kind of round goes in there? Five five six. It's the same the same as an M4. Right? Yeah, 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 it's completely the same. Yeah, cool. It lo- really looks similar, also. Cool, but, it, but it's good. It's it really. Um, it's an American uh, brand too, I think. Isn't it? I, I don't know. I, I believe so. Maybe Scandinavian even, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it could be American. I don't know. Mm. But it's a it's a nice uh, it's a nice very uh, f- yeah versatile I'd say it yeah you can use it for everything so it's uh, really nice cool yeah. it'll it'll kill you dead <laughs> it'll kill you dead that's for sure <laughs> yeah. yeah so the bullets when they enter your body they're made to not go straight in and straight out but when they hit your bone or they hit a heart tissue um, then it goes uh, in a completely other direction yeah, yeah. so it completely messes you up. Yeah. Um, we had a guy in, in Aruba that was our, the shooting instructor at, at one day, and but it was was quite um, um, uh, windy, and we had to look for the fisher the, the fisher boats. They they sail around there at the shooting range, so um, so we had to change the um, the course of the shooting race a little bit. We have to change the <laughs> otherwise you shoot the fisherman. Yes, yes. <laughs> otherwise you, the fisherman was um, you know not so happy, of course. Right, but. We did that and we're in a hurry and whatever. And the, the, the shooting instructor was standing at the wrong place at the wrong time. So he got shot two times. Oh, shit. And one time um, in, in the back of his armored plate. So, okay. so that was not a problem. But the other one uh, hit his um, hip. Um, so the bullet went in. It was also 5.56 five, millimeter. Right. And he um, uh, yeah, was really messed up. So his, his main uh, artery in his... Uh, how do you say it between his legs? Yeah, yeah. Uh, was uh, was sliced. Oh, so that's not good. It was not good. So he almost died there. Uh, uh, he he survived. He survived. Yeah. No, oh, that's good. Because one of the guys just pulled his uh, fist covered in a shirt, just pressed it between his legs as hard as he could, and uh, he never let him go until he was on the operation table with the surgeon uh, present. <laughs> and then the guy let his uh, fist go, and of course, then the whole uh, artery started. Uh, pumping it out again but we survived so it was good wow damn yeah so yeah. Uh, accidents happen also you yeah. know uh, yeah yeah you hear those stories like people getting getting shot in the leg or something and then mm. the bullet comes out of their back or whatever you yeah know, it's yeah. just crazy shit yeah we're a little yeah. sick minded that we make uh, that kind of thing of course yeah, but, you yeah know. We're, we're pretty damn good at it too at this point man like, <laughs> yeah. yeah maybe our specialty even yeah <laughs> yeah we're re- you know we, we're just we can build a lot of shit we can create a lot of shit and we're really good at making things that can just yeah know, to just kill each other <laughs> yeah yeah pretty talented uh, species we are yeah huh? yeah <laughs> like uh you just fuck each other up man yeah, <laughs> yeah. but you know it's the, interesting the technology keeps on uh keeps on going and and, and evolving but yeah did you uh, did hear about this rod of god thing no it was like this room i don't know if it's true i read it somewhere and you know like apparently there's this space weapon um 
that uh, Americans have or rumored to have. Really? The Chinese have their own version of it too, supposedly. And again, I don't know if it's true. I just read mm-hmm. it somewhere. It could be bullshit. But mm-hmm. um idea is that there's these satellites that have these tungsten rods. Like it's like this metal that can withstand extreme heat and it's really heavy. So, And then they just drop it into the atmosphere on onto something mm-hmm. but it doesn't have a have a warhead it doesn't have an explosive it's just like just this tungsten rod the size of a telephone pole but because it just crashes down with with some insane velocity like 14 kilometers a second or something uh, like the impact is is almost as big as like a small nuclear bomb oh shit and you can detect it because there's no uh, no propulsion for it mm. <laughs> damn yeah, that's that's uh, you know people on the internet are talking about that and oh, yeah. again I don't know if it's true but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's true no I wouldn't be surprised either no <laughs> shit yeah Uncle Sam can make it no, oh, yeah. no doubt yeah and Uncle Chang too Uncle Chang at yeah. that point <laughs> uh, damn yeah. well yeah well it, it wouldn't surprise me no yeah fuck what do you think is going to happen with North Korea I mean yeah. when 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 this when this airs it's it'll be this will be the last episode of this year actually it'll be right before Christmas mm-hmm. so that's uh, that's still a few months away from us but fuck who knows man but yeah. then uh, that whole thing uh, might glow in the dark you know? yeah well I don't know it's it's a crazy time I think you know no one can really predict it of course um, let's hope that um, it doesn't come to it mm-hmm. and that the nukes stay in the submarines and stay in the, in, on, on the bases I think that's and, uh, the best for everybody yeah yeah you know someone just needs to fucking kill that little motherfucker yeah just... well that's for sure but yeah. mm-hmm. you know I think China has the has the significant role in this of course as uh, yeah, being the Russians the, too yeah know, in between uh, in between guys and uh, communicating with the, the US and also with North Korea yeah they need to send Dennis Rodman there man Dennis Rodman yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. shit yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll figure it out man. yeah probably like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And otherwise th- Chuck right Chuck, Chuck Norris no- yeah <laughs> All shit's failed, and uh, Chuck yeah. is going to be uh, Chuck inserted via via helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, what's his, what's the guy's name? Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's in the second helicopter, yeah, <laughs> flying it also by himself. Did you yeah. see any of his recent movies? Oh no, God, oh, that's no. the funniest thing ever, man. Like he makes like he, he still makes movies. He makes like four or five movies a year. And <laughs> shit, he, he, that's a lot. Yeah, dude, but he he's like, he's like in his sixties, I think. But he has his <laughs> hair and his beard are dyed like jet black yeah like the, oh, yeah. his hair is so black that it just it just looks blacker than your shoe you know yeah. it's like, like it's really painted on yeah it's just, he looks insane and uh he, he makes like four or five horrible action movies every year where he yeah. always just kicks everyone out it's like the same but it's so bad that you can barely watch it yeah and there's rumors that he uh he he has ties with the with the mob and that his uh-huh. movies are a way of laundering mob money <laughs> really shit it's <laughs> a little bit far-fetched maybe but yeah. yeah but yeah but he's got a lot of shit going on and he's he's also got a russian passport and shit oh. and he hangs around in like these eastern european countries and okay and i think uh he he's not allowed to enter ukraine because they see him as like uh like a threat to their democracy or something there's mm. there's a lot <laughs> i really? don't know what the fuck's okay. going on with him but shit. okay but there's uh steven's a, been around though steven seagull's doing all kinds of shit like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shit. yeah no but i never saw the saw a picture of him so no there's uh 
but there's a lot of his movies are on Netflix, you know, like Netflix oh, yeah. has a lot of good shows, a lot of shitty movies. Yeah. And of course they can just put those movies in their catalog for very little money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course. And so you can, you can catch his movies on there. That's uh, damn. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. Good thing. I don't have Netflix though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But whatever, man. You're you're kind of like Steven Seagal, man. You go everywhere. You just kick some ass, fuck shit up. And yeah, well, well, not really, man. But you also went to the jungle, right? In uh, in yeah. South America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, some gator hunting to survive, <laughs> right? Yeah, some caiman uh, caiman hunting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell me about that. Yeah, it was um, so we we prepared for that in, uh, in on, on Aruba on the island itself. So we have we have a couple of a lot of guys uh, in the Marines who are um, specialized as uh, instructors in that kind of environment. Not the most pretty job, but you know it's it's interesting, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went there with an. Uh, we first went went to Martinique, uh, the island there. Uh, near uh, Saint Martin, also okay, uh, which was pretty messed up from the last uh, hurricane. Uh, hurricane also, uh, Martinique. But um, you have that a French and a Dutch part, and we trained there with the uh, the French uh, Legion. The the, uh, the what do you call it? Yeah, like the um, yeah the the, the I, like the anonymous yeah. army place. Yeah. 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 yeah, fuck, I don't. Yeah. I think it's the French Legion or yeah, something yeah. like that. Legion. Yeah. I, what do, in Dutch, they call it the the, the legion of, of foreigners or whatever. Yeah, the, the legion of uh, of strangers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but I'll call it the legion. Yeah, yeah. The legion. Yeah. But those guys are really um, damn it's, it's serious guys. I must say. Well, the thing is, like, if if you're on the run for something or someone, and yeah. you just want to disappear, you can yeah. and you can go there, and they won't ask you questions. And and yeah. the thing is, like, once you're in, you're not getting out. Mm. You know, like there's if you if you're deserted, I don't know if it's still mm. true. It probably is. Like if you so. if you desert, they'll change. just fucking shoot you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you kick your teeth in first and probably hang you somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're pretty hardcore guys, yeah. I must say. Uh, but you know, those guys um, put us through some uh, serious training there, and we got you know some kind of a, a certificate and whatever. But it was really nice. Martinique is pretty island. Were you friendly with them in the same kind of way with as the British and the Americans? No, or? no, no, very different, very different. But you know, the British, um, you know, nothing can compare to the British. I think, in okay. my opinion, they're really you know good guys from the beginning. Americans also, you can talk to, with them uh, pretty well. You can work with them. The French are also, uh, of course, different. You know, right? French are French, and they're, they're really. Uh, um, um, by by themselves. Yeah, uh, the French are French. I think that's the best way to put it, man. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> you know, they, they, they don't they don't really want to speak English, and then no. they speak English because they have to, because otherwise, you know, we can't work together in a military uh, sense. So uh, they have to do it. Um, but then we went um, to French uh, Guiana. Guiana, uh, I don't know, call it like, in, in like Papua New Guinea or no, or no French, 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 French uh, Guiana. Guiana, okay. Frans Guiana, we say in, uh, right. in Holland. So yeah. it's it's uh, the country uh, neighboring uh, Suriname. Okay, right. Uh, and then to the uh, to the east side of Suriname, again. But it's just one complete jungle. That's it. Nothing more. You have one city there, Cayenne, uh, the main city with, with one airport. Is and, that uh, where the pepper comes from? Or? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. yeah I don't it's know. It's to look up. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, that's it. And then uh, we took a, a bus ride for half a day uh, south, just pure south uh, into the uh, forest. And, uh, yeah, and then we got out. There was a little bit, little, little camp made by the French uh, Legion. 
uh, with a couple of guys stationed there for three or four years, mill in the jungle, um, were a little bit insane, of course. I can imagine. I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not healthy for everyone, uh, for anyone, I, I think. Um, so we got there, but we were, we were prepared that we're going to be a rough couple of weeks. <laughs> like, can you tell me about? Um, what those guys were like? Like, did they, they tell you crazy stories, or were they just saying wild things, or were they just kind of awkward and weird, or whatever? Or? Yeah. Well, they were. Um, they they appeared to be for in, in, like ex convicts. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they were right. really, really badass guys, but also, you know, you just sense that there were guys with a lot of history. Right. Uh, for example, our main instructor there was. Um, was a French guy, but he was actually Dutch by origin. Um, so he saw that we were getting out of the buses and he knew that we were coming. And then he said, damn, you're Dutch. Uh, I was Dutch also uh, <laughs> once upon a time. Before I was on the run for the law. <laughs> yeah. 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 He said he never, he never went into detail, of course, but he said, right. um, one thing is for sure. I can never, uh, I, I should not go back to Holland. He said, it's not, not, uh, not good for me. So uh, I don't know what he did here. Or maybe he got some, some mob ties or something. Yeah. Or <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? But the guy was crazy. <laughs> so he was, uh, he also got an, an different name and you told us about that about uh, that he got a different name and a nationality and a french passport and whatever he didn't he, he couldn't say a word in french before he joined the legion and he said you know after a couple of months you just um you just have to because nobody is going to speak another language in french uh, to you mm. so you have to learn it and he says then it's going to be real quick because uh, yeah the legion is different than with us you know they can kick your ass and uh, you know that's all uh, that's all uh, legal there you know there's nobody watching or no uh, Right. Uh, no, no public eye watching uh, in, in that kind of training. No rules. So, no rules. No. Wow. But um, so yeah, but you got to be desperate to, to go there. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, I of mean, course. It's like one of those very last resort kind of things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. yeah. But again, probably the brotherhood and the bonding is probably pretty good. That's why they probably yeah. stay there. You know, because yeah and that's with these kind of things when you go through shit with a, with a, a large group of people then you know they grew, grow together mm-hmm. uh, that's just what happens and think in every situation in, in life uh, I think uh, so that's what happened there also but I must say they were pretty uh, professional I must say okay in their in the training and in their um, in their uh, knowledge of um, of the area and in, in the warfare also I must say hmm you know the French been around, of course, also in history, and uh, yeah, they got a they got a big military history too. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. they they got kind of um, like a bad rap for for like surrendering and all that. But if you really look into their history, uh, you'll you'll see that it's kind of bullshit. I mean, they they've had many military victories too. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, of course, uh, half of Africa speaks French, uh, <laughs> or maybe three quarters, right? Yeah. yeah For example. You know, Napoleon, like he eventually lost, but before he did, he kicked some ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? The tiny, uh, tiny guy, yeah. Yeah, and actually that's also um, propaganda. Like he wasn't a small guy, he was like... Um, Really? Yeah, it was like uh, like one one eighty centimeters or like five, five nine. Ah, ah that's, that's pretty just, normal size, yeah. Yeah, just average average guy and... So and uh, a regular Dutchman. Yeah. 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 Okay. But they, uh, that, that was just part of the British propaganda that he yeah. was a small dude. Yeah, let's let's grab some yeah. more wine, man. Y- yes, sir. <laughs> Is it long enough? Oh, 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 I'll healthy it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, that's why a long microphone and headphone cord are 
Great things to have. Yeah. <laughs> you can reach the fridge. Gotta take the white one, right? Yeah, that's cool, man. <clears throat> so Napoleon wasn't really that short then. No, he wasn't. Oh, I never heard this. He wasn't a huge guy, but he wasn't. He wasn't like some midget, like um, like a dwarf. That's what we think. Yeah, that's what I thought. I must say. No, that's uh, that was part of the British uh, propaganda. Mm. And it worked too, to this day. <laughs> Cheers, sure. brother. Cheers. Thanks for coming on again. Yeah, yeah. It's you good fun. Me. Yeah, man. <laughs> but your French um, Guyane was really, um, was interesting. Um, I, I was never in a, in a, in a environment like that. Oh, you're not talking to the microphone. Sorry? You got to talk into the microphone. Ah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, of course, we're unused to uh, to that environment, but it was really nice, um, you know, watching all the Vietnam films when we're young, you know, right. all the warfare in the jungle. Then, <laughs> then you get a little, a little taste of uh, how that was, I think. Um, and then without the Viet Cong trying to slice your throat in the night, mm-hmm. just surviving in that kind of uh, environment is um, is a challenge. And what, what what's in your backpack? Like, uh, what, um, what what do you mm-hmm. have with you to uh, to survive? Uh, your backpack is um, is like your house. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of feels like yeah, it is of your house. Everything that you ha- that you are required to survive is there. Um, you have a rope, for example, to climb. Some you know gloves. You have your sleeping, uh, your mattress, right? Your your little um, um, your little um, mat. How do you call it? Uh, like a, like a little sleeping mat, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, to put on the ground. Um, a lot of food, water, and ammunition, of course. Like canned food and yeah, canned food and um, um, like yeah. beans and spam and stuff like that. Yeah, shitty food. That's for sure. It's <laughs> not healthy, but it keeps you alive. Though. It keeps you alive. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what it's supposed to do. But a lot, a lot of water, of course. Like really serious amounts of of water and tea and uh, clothes. Of course, you have to catch some some fresh clothes with you. But how how much water can you uh, realistically take with you? Uh, mm-hmm. to, you know. Because water's heavy, <laughs> yeah, and it's big too, you know. Yeah. Well, normally, what you have, what we have in that uh, environment, we always carry a. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. We always carry um, uh, a camelback, three liters. Okay. Um, you know, with the hose coming out, so you can drink that at all time. Yeah. And you have the little uh, field bottle always in your your vest. That's like a liter something. You always have uh, like a like a thermos. How do you call it? Like a canister with a uh, hot drink. Okay. With tea or something, but you can also put water in there. So I think realistically, you walk around with five liters of water, something like that. That's enough for like three days or something. Or? Yeah, well, over there it's not, of course, because yeah, you sweat, you're uh, sweating. Yeah, yeah. So constantly sweating, constantly. That's. I mean, that, how how long does it last you? Uh, five liters. Yeah, yeah it depends on uh, how active you are, of course. But in this case, we were very active because we the training also included uh, that we had to learn to navigate uh, through compass. Um, so yeah. you know, that's a, that's a pain in the ass, of course. So you're just in the jungle with a machete and a compass, and yeah, and your backpack, and your gun, and uh, you know, you have your full gear with you. And you try to uh, navigate from point to point um, in the first couple of weeks. And they called it uh, the, the uh, how do you say it? The um, survive, the navigation and movement course, something like that, they call it. So that's uh, like two weeks, something. Okay. They just teach you to survive and to navigate there and, 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 and to sleep and to, to make your own, uh, you know, make your own um, 
like little hut when you when you don't have anything left to make fire that kind of thing they teach you that did you have like a, a leader with you uh, who, who mm-hmm. was like a survival expert yeah we had a couple of them and um, also the french the from the legion or a couple of guys who stayed with us um, but also our own uh, dutch marines um, you know the jungle instructor which i mentioned those are the guys who go there a lot of times so a couple of times a year they go there for such a training and sometimes with a group like my like myself with a group and uh, sometimes they go alone with the instructors to to gain some new uh, skills you know hmm. Um, they so they go to Indonesia sometimes, but now more to South America and to uh, Belize, uh, Central okay. America. In Belize, we have a, also a large uh, base and some good political ties. I must say, you've political. been there too. No, 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 uh, no. I wish, <laughs> but um, um, but the survival course was very nice. So the the French Legion really pushed us um, quite hard, and they. Um, they really mess you up, you know, like physically. And then they strip you from all your clothes. So then you, you're you pretty naked there, literally naked. And then they uh, check if you don't have anything with you and then you can get your clothes back on. You mean like drugs or something or or, or, mm. or like food or? Yeah, food. Okay. Food, cigarettes, that kind of thing. Right. So they, they just really want to make sure you're not cheating on the survival yeah. Yeah. part. So, but of course, I always get my cigarettes with me. So I just shove it between your balls or in your, <laughs> in your ass. In the end, everybody pulled out a snicker from somewhere and then you know, a little brown snigger, of course. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, because we were, we kind of knew that it was coming and then they put you through a 48, it was 48 hour survival, uh, but it was really nice. So you have to. You build your own huts and uh, catch your own food, and you make some traps for fishes. Uh, I mean, and uh, if you, if you got to deal with all that shit, I mean, shit, let a man smoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I say the same. Yeah. I mean, if you, I mean, if you go to war, like one of the part of your rations is, is like a couple of cigarettes, right? I think, uh, I think the U.S. did it in the yeah. Second World War. Yeah. Yeah. Is and it now, still now, true today? Or uh, no, I don't think so. No, okay. they don't do it anymore. It would be kind of cool, though. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fun to see when you're with, with a couple of guys, like let's say 50 guys, and you um, you don't have some, some cigarettes, and only a couple of guys have a package. Mm-hmm. Then you see all of a sudden what value one cigarette has. <laughs> so that's crazy. So it becomes like a merchandise, right? Right. So you can cha- exchange your cigarettes for food or for sleep even. It kind of sounds like jail, man. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. Probably it has some uh, some similarities, maybe. Not that I've been to jail, but, you yeah. know, like if you ever watch one of those documentaries, it's yeah. always like, yeah. uh, hey, man, you got cigarettes? Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So it's the same there. So you can, uh, for example, I had a, one package and then I could say, okay, uh, I'll give you two smokes, but then you cover my watch for an hour. Something like that. So you can do mm. things like that, you know? But, but, you know, we didn't do it because you just share it. In the end, you just share it because everybody's right. uh, fucked up in the same way. So, yeah. But it was really nice. Um, so we got a, we had a shotgun uh, with us to try to hunt some uh, caimans. That's not a good weapon for for that kind of animal, I think. No, no, it wasn't. (laughs) It really wasn't. (laughs) Yeah, we found that out also. But we tried, of course, because um, you have different kinds of ammunition to put in the shotgun. So you have like the hill. um, Yeah, that's not going to do much, I think. No, but you have like the, how do you call it, the butts? Slug. Slug. Like the big, big, one big, massive... Blunt, uh, yeah. yeah so they did do us a favor and they gave us that kind of uh, thing the slugs yeah that's, that's how you call it yeah 
So we thought we really had a chance with the little creatures, but the bastards were too smart for us. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, so they 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 saw us coming from a from a from a long long distance, and then the only little eyes uh, popping out of the water uh, near the river, of course, also uh, always. But then we we shot, and you think you got him, but uh, the bastard never comes up, <laughs> and he's just gone. <laughs> So we didn't catch one. Okay. But the French did, and they let us uh, eat that, and they showed us how to prepare one, and it was it was nice. Kind of tastes like chicken, right? Yes, chicken, yeah, like the yeah. white, uh, yeah, white chicken meat, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. One of the best things I ate there. And I must say, we also got the... Um, um, the ant eater. I don't know what the... What the yeah, what, uh, really. yeah c- caterpillar. I don't know. I the, think... The, the anteater. Well, anteater is a word. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, the anteater with with the with the like the elephant slurf, big nose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was a disgusting beast. <laughs> really? Oh man. Yeah. It's <laughs> well, the worst meat I ever ate in my life. What did that taste like? Um, a little bit like pig. Okay. But pig with, with oh man, with no taste. Yeah, the, the, it's it only very eats chewy, yeah, very. Yeah, but it only eats ants. You know, I think right. how tasty can it be? Yeah, not at all. Hmm. Yeah, they don't they don't have grass fed and eater. I think oh, no, <laughs> probably not. No, well, yeah. it was it was it was not nice, but you know, but it was it was cool. It was a nice um, nice experience. And um, what's yeah. the worst thing you had to go through in in training? Um, well, I think um, I think probably it was over there also because um, in in the jungle we had to. Um, at one point it, we went to do the warfare course they say so now okay now you know how to get around and how to build your own uh, uh, your shelter and to navigate there so now we're gonna uh, insert some of the the French guys from the legion and they were supposed to be like the like the Viet Cong only there <laughs> oh shit yeah so now now you are walking and navigating there with the group but now you have also um, the guys there trying to uh, shoot you of course Okay, um, and those were the French, but they know the environment very good, better than us, of course. So the the, the fuckers um, <laughs> were really good at it, also. So then you are really sleeping on the ground, and uh, you know, sleeping between the 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 shitty insects on the floor, and it was it wasn't pretty, I must say. They they would like hunt you, uh, or or what? How did, what was the situation? You were just dropped in an area, and they were they were. Just looking, looking for you. Yeah, well, we have. Of course, you always have a, like a training scenario. So we were dropped there for uh, you know extracting uh, some people that, that we had there. So they were at one point, and they of course get dropped off. You know, um, yeah, you you walk very slowly. Of course, in the jungle, you can't make any progress. Um, so it was maybe 15 kilometers or something, or maybe 20. And then you have to get there maybe in a couple of days through some checkpoints. And there you're going to find some people. You have to extract them. Um, but in between there, you have the guys trying to hunt us, <laughs> trying to kill us. Okay. So you have to be on the lookout constantly. But it was really nice, of course. And then you see that the guys take it really seriously and you don't want to get caught, of course. And then, uh, because if you get caught, you're going to go through like a um, um, situation where you are uh, captured by the enemy. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then they just 
yeah, interrogate they, you and, yeah, and the, torture you and shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they're not really torturing, of course. Because, right. But that's the that's the idea to make you sweat a little bit and to uh, try to break you mentally. What, what did they actually do once once they did you get caught? No, I, I didn't. A couple of guys did from yeah. another platoon. Um, they just uh, blindfold you and they put you somewhere and you know like in uh, they sit you on your knees for twenty four hours and they ask you questions about where the other guys are and that kind of thing. Yeah, just yeah. Then it tests you if you're going to give away their information, yes or no, or uh, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what I say, they're not going to really, really physically hurt you. Right. You know, so yeah. that's... Um, well, you can still fuck with someone pretty badly without hurting yeah. them. I yeah, mean. yeah. Mm. They also do it with dogs, but uh, then they let a dog, right, like five centimeters from your face, <laughs> bark in your face constantly. And it's, that's pretty terrifying, man. It's not really pleasant. I'm not yeah. really a dog person either, so <laughs> it was messed up. Oh, I'm I'm a total dog person, but but still, I wouldn't I wouldn't want a big Doberman or something <sighs> bark in my <sighs> face. Fuck a German Shepherd. Yeah, yeah, because if they'll they'll bite your face and they'll just f- fuck you. <laughs> yeah, and then you have to trust the guy holding the dog. Yeah. The dog's not gonna get close enough. Right. Your shit is your face, man. It's, it's really it's messed up. It's not worth it. You know? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so you make sure you're not gonna get caught. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In our case, we were lucky, so, yeah. Cool. Yeah. But it was nice, you know, first encounters with, uh, like, uh, some wild snakes and some, uh, like, tarantulas and that kind of thing. So it was really nice. Cool. A little bit like Jurassic Park for me, I must say. <laughs> you know? it, was, it was cool. And yeah. I always said... Don't touch a snake. God, please don't touch a snake because you guys cannot see if it's venomous or not. Right. Know? Because you have all kinds of snakes walking around or slithering around there. Yeah. And of course, the first opportunity a guy gets, he runs out of the bushes <laughs> with a snake in his hands. Uh, guys, I found a fucking snake. You know, and the instructor, God damn it, leave the snake alone. Did, did it turn out to be a poisonous one? No, or no, it was, a, it was a, like a boa. It was a boa, like a small like a bite. Small and, one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it was a small one, so. <laughs> you know, yeah, that, that, that happens. Yeah, in Australia, they, they told everyone, uh, like, um, if if they got a diamond shaped head, they're dangerous, and otherwise huh. not. But I don't know. I just avoided all snakes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of them right there. Oh the, yeah, the very mo- very poisonous ones. Too. Yeah, the most deadly are uh, are there, right? Yeah, you got like the death adder and uh, and the uh, brown snake. Shit, and those yeah. two. It was man, like uh, I, I live there in in northern Queensland on mm-hmm. Magnetic Island off the coast of Townsville, mm-hmm. and. Um, I would I I would go for a run uh, every other day in the morning. Mm-hmm. Had to go early in the morning because it was too hot during the day. So I just set the alarm clock at four four thirty, just like Jocko. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, and um, just just went for for this run. Uh, just go for this run through a trail. It would take me about an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple of times. I uh, one of those brown snakes crossed my path, mm-hmm. and you know just. You stop and you walk around it. You make sure you don't disturb it, and then you, you're on your way. You know, that's that's a weird thing. You kind of get used to, you know, just dangerous snakes and yeah. spiders being there. Same mm-hmm. with uh, like redback spiders. Uh-huh. They're these, these tiny little spiders with, yeah. with like a red back, and if they sting you, they Is it a bit like the black widow. No, no, no. The black widows are big. Ah, okay. Like, uh, like uh, redbacks, they're they're really small. That's why they're so so mean because you you know mm. you can't really see them that easily. Mm. And um, yeah, and if if they they can kill like children and old people, but if they sting you as an adult, you'll survive. But you will just feel feel absolutely 
horrible for several days. Oh, and, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when, when I was working there, yeah, at one point I was working outside and there's like, I, I see this thing like right in front of my face and I just Oof. focus on it. Then it's I realize like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, that's, that's a, a red back just hanging in front of my face, Fuck. like, like five centimeters. <laughs> shit. Yeah. But then again, you take a step back and, you know, yeah. You go, you go the other way, and <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. it's it's you weird leave, how how you used, be. Yeah. yeah, how how used you get to it. Yeah. And, and Australians, they're they don't they don't care at all about it, really. I mean, they're they're mindful of it, but they don't freak out. They you know, like they just oh, whatever. Mm. It's a snake. <laughs> yeah, you get used to it. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, same so, with uh, sharks yeah. and and oh, also. crocodiles. Yeah, you have a great whites also there. Oh yeah, Australian and hammerheads and uh, tiger oh. sharks and. Uh, it's aggressive, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, um, <laughs> yeah. When when I went surfing there once, I swear I saw a shark mm-hmm. in in, uh, in in a wave there. Like uh, I I was I caught a wave and I just saw this fin going through the wave and shit. And I just I just ran out of the water. I I, I went so hard toward the beach that I was I almost walked on the water like Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And um, I I just told this i was talking to the surfing dude and it's like dude i swear to you i just saw a shark and and one of my friends was there too and when i told the story to to the to the friends i was with and they were like yeah 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 whatever but he said no i saw the fear in his eyes when he ran out of the water he's not bullshitting <laughs> but uh, yeah. but the australian surfer dude said no nah, mate there's no sharks there. there's no no one ever got bitten by a shark since the, since the 70s and it's like oh, okay so so i went back into the water and then um, <laughs> by the end of the week, I was on on the on the bus back uh, back up to uh, to Sydney. It was a little south of Sydney, Seven Mile Beach, gorgeous spot, gorgeous for surf mm. spot. And I was I was I told the story to uh, to the bus driver, and it's like, yeah, you know, I swear I saw a shark, but surfing instructor told me nah there's no sharks here I said, I said well what the fuck are you listening to a surfing instructor for of course there's sharks there are you fucking crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, shit yeah yeah of course so but, well it makes sense he's not gonna he's not gonna uh, say there's sharks there. <laughs> yeah this is bread and butter right exactly yeah. Oh. but yeah the the other beaches too you know and the noosa heads and surfers paradise and you know there's there's sharks there and, and sometimes mm-hmm. you can see them but that doesn't stop people from surfing mm-hmm. and after a while i kind of made my peace with it too and just went out surfing yeah. knowing that there's also sharks in there yeah. and, you know and it seems kind of insane and even when i think about it now it seems insane but i don't know you just kind of yeah. accept that whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah of course yeah but you do surfing now still yeah well no waves here in the netherlands no, no, sadly no. Yeah, and you can do kite surfing or whatever right yeah that's true uh, I'd have to start over though because that's yeah. that's a whole different kind of sport. But that looks cool. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I just like I like the nice warm weather that goes with it, and you know yeah. the, the girls surfing in their bikinis and shit. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, and the, the 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 beach and the sun and I don't know, man. Like surfing, surfing needs a nice sunny beach. I yeah. think, in yeah. my opinion. <laughs> yeah, of course. On the Lulu, baby. Yeah, that's right. Oh, Hawaii, I'd love right? to go there. Yeah. I'd love to go there. Those waves are really big, though. Yeah. No. too big for me like i'm i'm not i'm not a pro <laughs> yeah, yeah you, nice. you, ever, you ever go surf no no never uh, never 
Diving, uh, that's what I uh, that's what I really like to do. But then uh, surfing, no. Can you do that good in Aruba too? Or yeah, 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 yeah. I was yeah. You know, it, it isn't as pretty as uh, I think in um, in other places like uh, like in Asia or whatever. You know, Aruba is you know pulled out of the pulled out of the ocean. It's one big sandy uh, island, and it's really nice. You have some shipwrecks and uh, and whatever, and some some corals, some reefs, but not a lot. Hmm. But it was nice to uh, to learn there, of course. But uh, in a couple of months, I'm going to Costa Rica and uh, I'm planning to dive there uh, a really? lot. Really? Yeah. Costa Rica. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I think you can dive there pretty uh, pretty nice. Yeah. I heard lots of good things about that place too. I think the nature there is insane. That's what I heard. So yeah. We, we, we met a couple who started a bed and breakfast there. Um, That's always a good connection to have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're planning also to go there, of course, a couple of days. To chill with them and then uh, then move on to uh, Nicaragua, eventually, and then head back to Costa Rica or something. Like yeah, a, those two you know. places, they're yeah, yeah, they're they're known for their natural gorgeousness. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially after the rainy season, we got it, it ends in December. I heard. And then if you go January, February, that's the that's the the best months to go. Then you know you have to the green nature. Everything is still uh, lush and uh, but dry so that's perfect cool. yeah that's the best time to get out of here too because you know that's the miser- most miserable couple of months here yeah. in terms of weather you know it's like dark and rainy and that's shitty right. yeah so yeah. good for you man yeah yeah <laughs> so we celebrate new year's eve and then the third of january we uh, take the plane and get out of here cool and then in february we come back so a small month which is nice who are you going with with the girl oh with your with your lady with girlfriend yeah oh, okay cool yeah so we didn't uh, even plan something. We're just going there. Just we booked one. Uh, we're gonna book one hostel just uh, when we get there, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's smart. You know, yeah. in those places, you know, like it's the same in um, places like Thailand or, or um, Bali or something. You kind of, you know, the smart thing to do is just to book a hostel for the first two or three days that you're there and figure it out from there because you're gonna yeah. meet people and yeah, you know, it's uh, yeah, that's the best way to go. I think. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Ah, looking forward to it. Yeah. Good shit, man. Yeah. What's and what lies ahead for you uh, uh, in terms of your military career? Um, well, when I got back from Aruba, I had to make the choice uh, whether to stay in the Marines or leave the Marines to do something else. So I first um, I signed up to do the pilot uh, training, but I failed miserably at, really? the, at the first day. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Well, it was good because then I, you know, I, I never really thought about it, and somebody said, "Yeah, why didn't you go uh, become a pilot?" I said, "Yeah, why not? Let's mm. try it." But you know, <laughs> after, of course, uh, it's, you know, one in the I don't know how many becomes uh, really a pilot in the end. Uh, but I said I did that and, but then I looked from, they said you know the Air Force is bigger than just a pilot so you can you can take a look around and uh, you know uh, maybe there are other interesting um, inter- interesting functions there and then I came across um, uh, an, an opportunity to um, uh, to become an officer there uh, to do um, one year of studying in uh, Breda at the um, yeah, academy there, the military academy they have there and um and so um, and then i thought you know why not so i did that because i wanted to go uh, i wanted to learn something more than um uh, you know walking with a, a massive uh, rucksack uh, <laughs> through um, some of them places it was really nice but i, I knew it, it wasn't going to be my future right there's there's you know you want something more than that yeah so the air force um you know attracted me because air force is the air force you know it's a little it's bit cool you know yeah yeah it's, it's a little bit arrogant you know yeah 
It's it's kind of the same with uh, you know like the the Marines too. You know with the, yeah. with the with the big ships and everything. It's yeah. It's like a those are like the glorious parts of the military. I think yeah, you know, like the impressive weaponry and vehicles and everything. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's a completely different world. So it was a completely different culture. You know, you have one military in country, but within the military, you have plenty of different disciplines of course and the air force is uh very different very laid back everybody is a little bit arrogant you know and, and <laughs> not so much by the rules and uh but, really? I, but i liked it you know i liked it different kind of vibe that's yeah, a little bit rebellious maybe even okay and um yeah. well you know like there um there's always a little rivalry going on between the army and the yeah, marines and yeah. the air force right yeah. i mean yeah well especially the army and the marines of course yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, then they have that a lot. You know, we have the special forces, of course, the Green Berets, right from the from the army. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are uh, the best uh, guys that we have, no doubt. Uh, but only five hundred and fifty right about now. No, that's not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. And uh, and you have the the special forces of the Marines, two hundred and fifty, maybe three hundred right about now. Oh wow, that's it. So that's the total special forces uh, capability we have. So that's uh, about eight hundred uh, people we have. Us, eight hundred people who are really good at what they do, no doubt. But yeah. that's that's not a yeah, it's too small. It's not a big yeah. No, that's uh, that's because you know Uncle Sam is looking out for us, and we yeah. budgeted our military accordingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so but in the end, the Air Force really um, really uh, was attracted uh, was attractive for me. So I went along and did it, and um, yeah, then I um, my function now was being deployed in um, working on a base in Holland it's a national function now so I sometimes have to go abroad to uh, but it's only in Europe to Italy or Germany whatever but it's really um, yeah domestic you know it's uh, different cool yeah but yeah you know it's um, work at the airbase Volkel Uh, we have the F-16s uh, stationed there. We go to Jordan and Syria for the uh, um, for the mission in uh, against uh, ISIL. Now mm-hmm. that's what I do a lot. But what I do there is I train with the ground personnel, with the security. Um, so I um, um, I'm working with a group of forty guys, somewhere at forty. And um, they are responsible for the security of the the airfield there, and Americans stationed there, and and Ameri- American um, uh, stuff laying around there, uh, which I cannot uh, say a lot about. Okay, uh, that, so that's a that's a pity. Otherwise, you'll have to kill me and everyone who listens to the show. No, but I can't go uh, public <laughs> with that kind of thing. Yeah, no, that's that's understandable, man. Don't yeah, don't do that. Yeah, but that's a large part of the of the work there. But for me, what's interesting is working with um, a, a group of people. And being responsible for their um, for their um, um, development and their training, and it's really really nice. I really enjoy it every day. I cool. must say, well, that's the most important thing, man. Having yeah. joy in what you do. That's, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Hmm. So I um, try to invest a lot in um, like leadership courses and that kind of thing to make to 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 educate myself as well as I can. To eventually, um, you know, we, I have to train with the guys and I have to talk with the guys a lot. It's eighty percent of my job just talking with the with the people, like debriefing them or just seeing what what goes on with them or something. Or yeah, just trying to make the best out of them. That's okay. That's really, that's how I see it. You, you can you can fill in the function um, uh, like you like you uh, will, 
So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I have a couple of colleagues doing the same work with another f- group of 50 or 40 people. Um, but everybody has his own, um, um, yeah, has his own view on the, on the job. Okay. But for me, it's the personal, like the really human personal side. That's, um, that's really nice. So you see that with a little bit of, bit of positive energy and, and, and some, some good, um, uh, feedback on the guys, you can really see some good changes, you know? That's cool. That does sound like a job that fits you, man. You're, you're a positive guy. So, you know, yeah, yeah well, I like to think so. And, um, you know, that's on itself, that's nothing. But if you can help somebody with it, then it's, um, then it's important, I think, you know, and then not everybody, um, uh, is the same, of course. So mm-hmm. sometimes my approach doesn't work and somebody just keeps doing what he does and, and, and then you have to accept it also. But maybe the trick is eventually to find another way to, to get through to, to, to anyone, you know, that's, that's, that's the goal eventually. Cool. Well, seems like you're in your yeah. way, man. Good for you. Yeah. All right, well, um, I think uh, we're pretty much again to the end of this episode. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless there's something you still want to talk about. Is there some specific story you want to share with us, share with the world? Mm. Well, I'm uh, looking into um, what I really like doing right now is talking to people about their sex lives and that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's very interesting. I must say, in my work now, I had some very, very interesting conversations with, with guys who never talk about anything personally, um, who really talk about their relationship very deeply and, and what kind of issues they have with the missus. Oh shit. So it's very, (laughs) it's very interesting. So I read some books about it and, uh, I really dove into it. You're like the next uh, Dr. Love. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you know, it's always good to have somebody who has a different view on uh, personal uh, things. Um, so, you know, the first step is to be somebody that people can talk to, want to talk to, of course. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and that's, you know, your attitude, how do you present yourself? How do you talk with people? So I'm trying to be as open as I can with the guys. That's, that's your personality too. I mean, you're one of those dudes who just talks to everybody. Yeah. yeah. Well, I try to, because uh, I enjoy it very much. And and I see, yeah. Yeah, and it's needed. <laughs> Tell me some funny shit. <laughs> yeah, well, not to go into very much uh, you, details. You don't have to name names, man. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, well, uh, you know, guys are guys. So when you talk to the average guys and say, okay, uh, how many times a week uh, do you have sex with your girlfriend? It's always, yeah, well, 30 times or 40 <laughs> times. Every day, four times, you know what I mean? And with a girl, it's all the Five way. minutes ago, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this, the sweat is still on my head, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> I can still smell my balls. <laughs> yeah, but in the end, you see, it's never never really like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that the ladies, the ladies is the other way around, it's the of course. the opposite, yeah. Yeah, they have a lot of sex maybe, but they, they say, yeah, well, once a month. <laughs> yeah, is it, this is like one of those things, like uh, like when, when you ask a guy, like how many women he's been with, you yeah. got to like divide it by like three or something. Yeah, three, and yeah, that's the magic number, I think. Yeah. If you if you talk to girls, you got to multiply it by three or four, yeah. or <laughs> depending on who you talk to. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's funny how that works. Yeah, but uh, you know, that's very says interesting. A lot too. Yeah. But when you're working with the guys, uh, with 40 guys with all uh, a lot of testosterone and talking. Who are surrounded by dudes all the time. Yeah. I mean, they're like, ah. Yeah, everything uh, is about sex and, uh, and, and whatnot. But then when you talk to them one-on-one, then you see a very different side of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so then it's fun. Yeah, my girlfriend and I, we have some problems. And, um, you know, some guys are together eight years and the sex is dull or... Uh, mm. 
you know, whatever kind of problems you have. And then, then it's fun if you see that guys are really looking for some help because that subject is always hard for people. And, oh, yeah. and people, we, we see ourselves as an open-minded society with, um, and we can talk about anything and everything is available for us. But, but really talking about it on a personal level, I think that's very rare. I see, um, a lot of you know people who have problems with that. I think there's a lot of shame there too. Yeah, yeah, you know. a lot. But there's nothing to be ashamed about. You know what I mean? But uh, you know, sexuality is an important thing. Um, I say because it is. everybody deals with it in his in his or her life. Yeah, uh, except when you're into World of Warcraft, you know. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you also have sex, but with yourself, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and a lot probably. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but you know, but everybody deals with it, so it's very interesting. So maybe that's uh, something I want to do uh, later on in my life. Become a psychologist or something. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe, maybe. All right. I, I'm. Well, as a matter of fact, I'm. I'm really um, um, planning to go to uh, to uh, to school and to um, uh, to study psychology. Also, that's good, man. One day a week. Yeah. Yeah, you should do it, man. You should uh, getting educated. That's uh, yeah. That's always a good thing. It's important. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. For sure. Mm. Now I become older, you see other priorities, and now um, you have other interests. For sure, man. How, how old are you now? Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I mean, like around that age, I can speak from my personal experiences. Like around that age, twenty-seven, twenty-eight. That's when I kind of figured out, like, hey, you know, okay, this is what I want out of life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, you know that's the thing. Like your your uh, your brain, your prefrontal cortex is not fully developed until around that time. You know, uh-huh. so before uh-huh. that, you're basically still s- mostly running on emotions and shit. So mm-hmm. you're just basically a monkey, and that, that's why teenagers are so <laughs> fucking retarded because their brains are literally not. Yeah. complete yet you yeah, know yeah, yeah. Ah. They, they just got a monkey brain with a little thin layer of communication on top of it yeah, yeah. with a ton of testosterone on top of it yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah when you're in your late 20s i mean yeah. i mean when i talk to a lot of my friends they kind of tell a similar story like yeah around that age things yeah. kind of started to click you know yeah, yeah, well, probably I have that same thing right now. Then, fuck yeah, yeah. good for you, man. Yeah, happy for you. Yeah, but uh, you know, uh, the Air Force is treating me very well, and um, I like it a lot. You know, it's it's. I think it's within the military is my kind of organization. I must say, uh, the Air Force very laid back, but a lot of opportunities there, a lot of rooms uh, room to improve. But what I want to do, I want to just focus on the leadership things and um to make um to make uh, better ncos and uh, ncos and, what does that sound yeah it's like the, the the sergeants and the the sergeant major and the, the corporals that okay the guys who are leading okay um, can be one can be two people or it can be uh, uh 10 or 20 uh, guys or 40 guys um, but that's really nice because the, the human side of it that's what interest is interest me the most hmm. so that's what uh that's what i want to keep continue doing cool yeah you know, so uh, yeah that's nice and if there's one thing you could say to uh, to like the like 17 or 18 or 19 year old dudes yeah. who are listening right now who are considering joining the marines mm. what what would you say to them <laughs> yeah well do it if you consider it do it okay please you know if you like the adventure if you like to go abroad and uh, to to get your flight tickets on the monday and uh, and leave end of the week maybe yeah then uh, then it's perfect but it's not, I mean, like you said, it's not for everybody. Like a third 
only yeah. like two thirds leaves before uh, before the end because it's yeah. you got to be tough. Yeah, you got to be tough, but you also got to be the yeah, tough. Yeah, you got to be the, the the right kind of person for it. You know, mm. not, you know what I mean. It's not right, for everyone. Right. It's not for everyone. So you 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 must deal with authority a lot. If you can't deal with that, that's what happens a lot. People can deal with the with the amounts of authority. Mm. You know what I mean. Um, so I you think can, that's that's a very important life skill in general. You know, like just to be able just to be able to, to keep your mouth shut and do what you're told. You know, mm-hmm. to I'm not saying like that's something you should aspire to, but if you're if you're able to do that that's a very valuable life skill yeah you know? yeah, yeah probably yeah and, and you know yeah but you know if you consider do it but education is the most important thing always of course right. so if sure. you're if you're hesitating about uh, first going to college um i suggest you go to college um and, and unless you can't really um uh, you can't take it and, um, and, and you just yeah how do you say it If you walk past uh, the marine base and you get the uh, the the itches when you see the guys running, you just have to do it. And if you think, okay, let's go to college, then let's go to college. Just follow your your feeling, you know. That's yeah, the best thing. Fo- follow your gut. Yeah, that's the only thing you can do, right? Cool. Yeah. That's I it. Think, I think on that note, we should end the show. Thanks a lot, Dick. Thank you for coming on. Uh, do you have any uh, website or whatever you want people to go to, or, or any anything you want to throw out there? No, nah, not at all. I don't have anything uh, on the web. I'm, <laughs> I'm very atechnical. So, <laughs> all right, man. Well, thank you for your service. Yeah, and, well, uh, my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for coming on the show. Uh, all right, everybody. Well, this is the last show of 2017. Um, Next week it will it will be Christmas, so I wish you a Merry Christmas, good time with the family and everything. Uh, you know, be uh, be nice to everybody and all that, and uh, show your family some love. and uh, And I wish you all the best too for uh, for the rest of the year. You can follow the show on Facebook if you look for the Polarizer. You can follow us on Twitter at the underscore Polarizer. You can follow me on Instagram. I got like close to 10,000 followers now. My name is Dutch Diederik on there. If you sign up to the mailing list, you'll get 10 4K um, desktop wallpapers. That's a good incentive to sign up. You'll get an email every time I put up a new podcast or put up a new article on a website. Also, check out our new Patreon page. If you are a fan of this podcast and you want me to keep on making these, you can uh, become a part of it. Like every time I put up a new episode, you'll donate like one or two or 10 or $20, whatever you whatever you want to do. One dollar already really helps. So if you're a fan, check that out. That's one way to help. And mostly I want you guys to enjoy the show. So thanks for listening anyway. Thanks again, Kai. And um, oh, My pleasure, Dick. Thanks for having me, man. All right. It was well, a joy. It was. Yes. Good times, good times, good times. And thank you all for listening and have a Merry Christmas. And... Have a lovely end of 2017. Thank you. Tot ziens.